gentlemen, welcome to episode 28 of the Finger Guns podcast. I'm your host, Roscoe Kennison, and I'm joined this week by Mr. Greg Hicks. Evening. And Mr. Sean Davies. Hello, sir. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. How are you doing? How's your week been? What's, what's been going on? I mean, I um, know I... what's been going on, but tell the people. So this week I went to the Warner Brothers studio tour to see the Harry Potter sets. And I also went Ooh. to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child down at the Palace Theatre in London. Fantastic weekend. My wife and I have enjoyed it immensely. No kids, a lot of Harry Potter. Uh, we went to the, the House of Manilia, Manilia as well, which is like the Harry Potter printing press thing, okay. around, which is awesome. But yeah, very busy weekend, and I'm glad to be back on the podcast. Oh man, we're glad to have you back. Can you give us a five-word review of Cursed Child? I can't, I'm not good with five words, you know this. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> It's very good. It's, it's, it's I'm not good, good with five words. Oh, that's six. Oh, damn it. Oh, <laughs> so it's it's a brilliant, a brilliant production, and you should all go and see it. Even if you don't like Harry Potter, it's it's well worth a, a shout. Yep, I completely agree. It is extraordinary. Uh, right then, let's crack on with what we've been playing. So, uh, Sean, I guess in your in your little time you've had to game this week, what have you been playing? Uh, so I've been doing a bit of streaming, so I've been playing Rico, which is still one of the best indie games of the year. I've been playing Dreaming Canvas, which is 30 minutes of 3D environments to walk around with chilled music, and that's pretty much it. And I've got most of a review written for it, and it is not going to be very complimentary, I'll be honest. I've also been playing Borderlands 3, which is really running out of steam for me now. It's just not as a leap as it initially felt like and a lot of the steam has kind of gone out of the gameplay it just feels like a lot of shooting it's yeah it's not as good as i initially thought but you know i'll see i'll see it through to the end i've also been playing detroit become human oh really yeah decided to give it a go have you not played it before no like i i i kind of listened to a lot of the internet about whole the whole david cage thing and how I'd, i'd played the first two chapters so i'd experienced the first hostage bit and then the second bit i was interested in it but also i'd seen a lot of stuff on the internet about how it was schlocky and it was a bit crap and one of my friends told me it was incredibly racist and you know i've, I've seen a lot of this and it's it, it depends how you take the game really it really is how how what you get out of it i can see why people will criticize you for certain things like there was that criticism about how some of the male androids in the strip club don't dance as sexy as the women strippers. Which and... I thought was just hilarious when that was announced. Well, the thing is, like, when you walk into the strip club, if you look at both the male and the female strippers, they're doing exactly the same moves. Uh, and the women strippers do the, the same male male dance. Um, it if was really highlighted, wasn't it? It was, it, was the, it was like, oh, clearly the male mocap actor didn't feel comfortable dancing sexy or something like that. And it was all... Yeah. It got but, really blown up, didn't it? By Polygon of all sites. Yeah, it it like I, and and now I've now I've experienced that particular section of the the game itself. It's like, well, that was that was like a non criticism. The male dancer really goes for it. The women re- dancer really goes for it. There's no criticism there. I get that it's like a really clumsy analogy for slavery and the revolution. It's a very fine game, but I can see why people don't like it. And yeah, and that's pretty much it. That's what I've been playing. Nice. Nice. I think Detroit did get a bad rep on launch. I really enjoyed it. I think it's just yeah. because it's it's a David Cage game, isn't it? Like Fahrenheit was snooker loopy. Heavy Rain was good, but a bit janky. Beyond Two Souls was just odd. So it's it's, it's got that rep to carry over with it. And he, he does make some very ham-handed uh, metaphors, doesn't he? 
Yeah, not I, metaphors. I, um, some, you know, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Met- metaphor, metaphor for the slave trade and all that with the 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 androids. Analogies. What I'm looking for. Yeah. Analogies. That's the word. Yeah. I thought I'd just let you dangle there for a little bit longer. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, he's a great developer. If you take away the fact that he can be really cheesy and hammy, you know, yeah. his games are, are quite enjoyable. I I really liked Heavy Rain, but going back to it like last year from like the release date, you know, there was like what eight years between them. Jesus yeah. Christ, it is aged really badly. And I, no, imagine... I liked I liked Fahrenheit, and I can't play that game again now because it halfway through it just went fucking weird. Isn't that the game with the weirdest sex scene of all time? Is that the the uncomfortable? Se- well, there was there was two, and it was funny because it got completely glossed over by Hot Coffee. But this was more interactive than GTA one was. Oh, you have really? one with Lucas <laughs> and his ex girlfriend, and then later on in the story, Lucas is I suppose he's technically undead. He's he's like a reanimated. Not reanimate corpse, but he's something to do with being dead or dying. Even the the heroine says, "Wow, your body's really cold," but you still do an interactive sex scene, and Yikes. it was all clunky and awkward. But it got really overshadowed by hot coffee because obviously Jack Thompson went for the uh, the bigger bait. Yes, it was very awkward. You you, you battle the internet, so yeah, I'm gonna have to play Fahrenheit. It's been remastered, mm. I think, with the PS4. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, I might stream it. Everyone can see the worst sex scene of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Hot coffee, if you don't know, was a uh, a a secret thing found in GTA where you could have sex with, or was it as one one particular scene, wasn't it? No, it was. I think it was several different. It was. Oh, was it? Okay. It was. It was an unlocked thing that was meant to be the the at the end of a dating thing with one of the or one of the various or any of the women that you date, and you could then engage in an interactive sort of sex cutscene, but they cut it out. But I think it was like a Swedish modder that found it on the PC version. And put it online, and Rockstar then, yeah, got rumbled for it because they were like, "No, no, it was it was hidden. We didn't expect anyone to find it." And they did. Ah, uh, but they did. Of course, they, they knew it was going to happen. Come on, bloody modders, bloody modders. Greg, what have you been playing? You have some good news for us, don't you? In this regard, I finally got control. Yay! <laughs> it finally turned up. Hallelujah! And it turned up in the stupidest, biggest box ever. For the saga is obviously I ordered it from shop two three and a half weeks ago. I finally got them to refund it because Royal Mail lost it. I ordered it from Curry's, so I was all excited to play it on Friday night. Really waiting for you know I had so many emails from Royal Mail saying it's going to be there between eleven and two. It doesn't need signing for. It's going to be great. And then I got an email at two o'clock in the afternoon saying we haven't posted it. No one was in. I was really spitting taxes like. Why? Why did it not go through my letterbox? It's a DVD-sized box. Why not? And then I, I had to pick it up the next morning from the sorting office. And because I've been away this weekend, I picked it up Saturday morning. I got to the sorting office, and I was like, why is it in an A4-sized box? It was just obscene. But I've, I finally got to play 10 minutes of it. I mean, that still counts for the podcast. I played the first 10 minutes of Control, and, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hooked. It still but, counts uh, for the podcast. <laughs> it still counts. It still counts <laughs> I played ten minutes of a new game. It still counts. Um, I'm hoping no one spoils it for me, and no one has yet. I've not read any spoilers on it yet, which is great. Nice. I've also been I've been playing more of the Surge as well. Uh, my review went up this week, so I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying the Surge. I didn't enjoy the first one. I didn't play that much of it, but uh, the new one is good. There's a few technical issues, as I said the other day, but I've been assured by Deck Thirteen that they're going to patch it, like screen tearing and the terrible pop-up rate. And texture rate. Yeah, I've I've had a pretty sort of slow week really. I'm still playing Spider-Man, still doing the DLCs on that, still playing Monster Hunter. But yeah, most most of this week has been the Surge 2, which I'm actually really enjoying. It's got that you know Soulsborne gameplay that's keeping me going back to it. The story's a bit minimal. Don't really fully know what's going on yet. 
that's that's been my week really surge two and control finally fantastic how about you I'm, how about you i'm so happy for you no oh, um, it's great <laughs> <laughs> well since thursday i've been playing the beta for ghost recon breakpoint how is it uh, it's an open beta which is available to download now um runs until the end of tomorrow which will be, which will be monday the 30th if you're listening to this um another time uh yeah i'm really enjoying it it has surprised the hell out of me because i'm not re- i wasn't really all that bothered about it it wasn't a game that was on my radar. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll one of those games that I'll play it when I play it. You know, there was no rush. Um, but I did saw you, it. Did you play Wildlands? Yes. Did you enjoy it? Not really. No, I didn't. I. What about previous ones like Future Soldier and stuff like that? I mean, yeah, I played Future Soldier. I mean, I remember. I, that I was, really enjoyed that. Yeah. That was great. But yeah, it's not a it's not a franchise I particularly love. I don't like seek out them and wait for them to come out. It's just one of those things that pass me by a little. But Breakpoint was an open beta so i thought oh i might as well just jump in for a bit and play it for 10 minutes and then i ended up playing it for over three hours okay that's pretty good yeah um yeah the beta is essentially the first kind of three hours of the game which is a really nice way to show the game off and what's interesting about it is that i was playing it with my friend chris another shout out there he is again (laughs) he's getting a lot of those i know turning into a bloody celebrity this guy yeah i really like it but it's it just plays more like the division than wildlands there's an entire segment at the start, which is all single player. And then when you finally reach the safe zone, that's when you can group up with people, become part of a team. But the campaign is playing out like the first division, and it's really weird. Okay. It's like Ubisoft have taken sort of the greatest hits of all of their open world action adventure games and just made Ghost Recon Breakpoint. It's a very strange amalgamation of that and Far Cry, really, considering the setting. It's a fascinating game. It's very buggy. It's not ready for release, which is terrifying, considering it's out on Wednesday. Um, it's going to get slaughtered in the on, on the tech side because it's not really that great. But No, I think that's what pissed me off for Wildlands. It, it didn't really push anything. No. Uh, no, the facial animation is really rough if you compare it to... like I, I played Ghost Recon the day after I saw the Last of Us 2 trailer. So it was like, oh, yeah, that was ah, it. <laughs> ah, oh, God, that's not great. So, yeah, it was pretty poor on, on, on the tech side. But the gameplay is really fun, and I'm looking forward to its release now. I reckon it's it's one of those games you can get kind of lost in and get stuck into. And the beta is doing a really good job of uh, of showing it off. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not going to get it on launch. But I'm always... No. Well, I mean, since Wildlands, I'm very apprehensive of Ghost Recon games. Yeah, that makes sense. But this is... Uh, yeah, this is... It feels really, really different to Wildlands. And it um it kind of has that lone soldier. If you play on your own, you know, it's got that sort of lone soldier vibe to it. It's kind of up to you to save the world, etc., etc. Yeah. And so... You know, it's very cliche and very camp in certain places, but it's uh, it's it's fun. I played the medieval demo. There's a demo. Yeah, it's only available until October the sixth, I believe. So if you want it, go and get it. And uh, and yeah, yeah, it's crap. I'm not enjoying it at all. Oh, okay. I mean, I didn't really go nuts on the first medieval, so I'm not going to be upset by that. Well, I've never played it, and this upcoming remake hasn't excited me one bit because I haven't got that nostalgic connection to it. Was kind of aware of it, but I never played it, and I didn't enjoy. The trailers and well, hey, it's a free demo. Why not see see what's going on? And no, it's not it's not fun at all, is it? Meandering, yeah. dull. <laughs> it, it, feels... it just it just reminds me of Jersey Devil, just platform games that were thrown out in 3D just for the sake of it. Did you just compare Jersey Devil to Medieval? Yep. Okay, so like Medieval feels a lot more like Dark Souls than like, like Jersey Devil just felt like crappy croc. Whereas, <laughs> oh, there we like, go. He's been, he's been away for two weeks and now he's coming back with some vitriol. No, it's like, it just medieval was always like balls deep hard. And it was, you know, it, you know, it had like a a gothic feel to it. It wasn't supposed to be for kids. It was, you know, you got this, 
guy walking around bashing people with his own arm because he's dead. It was never supposed to be easy. And, you know, they, they've apparently continued with that vein to make it more soulsy than it originally was. So I'm quite looking forward to getting my teeth into a cartoony soulsy game. So did you play the different. original? I did. I, I played both of them. I was big into it right. back in the day. Yeah. Okay. So you have that you have that kind of original connection to it. I guess. Yeah, as I say, you have that connection to it. Whereas me, who played a little bit, is not fussed. It's not as if I'm like hankering for it. It's not as if I'm like looking at it and going, oh yeah, this is... Because it's not like one of these major, you know, I can't wait for that. It was one of the best games of my childhood. Because it wasn't. But it, I just remember having a lot of fun with it. So... Okay. <laughs> I'm going to play it anyway. It's, it... Yeah, fair is. Yeah, man, do it. Let's do it. Do it. Yeah, I reckon you'll probably get something out of it more than I did. I think it's it's kind of riding the coattails of the success of uh, Crash and Spyro. And, uh, 100%. It's only, a, it's only a looking like, hey, we could just do anything. Like what they're, what they're, IP they're can we throw out next? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, nostalgia is a very powerful thing, and they're probably right. But uh, I don't have that nostalgia, and it didn't work for me. So, when, tough when's shit. Croc, when's Croc making a comeback, then? I know, man. That's the, the real truth. That's what we need to know. I mean, Gex I, first. I, Oh, first. <laughs> <laughs> what about Glover? Where's Glover? Legend of the Gobbos. Oh, or Mr. Oh. Domino. Or um, as Paul would put on his little news thing the other day, uh, Klonoa. I'd love a remake of Klonoa if they kept it 2D. That'd be amazing. Klonoa Door to Phantom I was amazing. You're like a weird cat with long ears that kind of grabs things and throws them into the floor to destroy them, and you get like a little jump boost. Or Tombi. Do you remember Tombi? No. Did, what? Did I, did I hear that there was going to be a Klonoa remake? No, something Paul posted the other day was a news piece saying some things have been registered or some, some games have been registered. Uh, where was it? Clonoa Encore, was it? Yeah, Clonoa Encore. He... Uh, holding, stalling, stalling. Oh, I can't find it. Shit. Oh, Bandai Namco. And his page is unavailable. Brilliant. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was Mr. Driller, Clonoa, Splatterhouse. Um, all yeah. Clonoa... Clonoa so, Encore. Gem, yeah. Genpai... Tent, Tomu, Wagyam, Land, Mr. Driller, Splatterhouse, and Klonoa. Yeah. It just said it. it's a recent tweet saying that it could be a remaster series coming. So Klonoa might be getting a remake then. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. I mean, it's that, a, it, was a very, it was a very obscure game, but it was, uh, it was still fun. You say this, but like, I see a lot of people talking about how good it was. So I just said that. I said it was good. No, I mean, you say, oh. no, obscure. You say it was like, but I see, oh, I see. a lot right. of people uh, no, it, it was it wasn't. It wasn't completely hipster. I think it was because it was one of those very first generations of PS1 games that, like, if you weren't there at the start, then you probably wouldn't have played it. But it's not as big as, like, Croc was, for example. Yeah. It didn't get platinum, but it was still... Blinks. You know. Blinks. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's the good shit. Inject that remake into my veins, please. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I'd have to buy an Xbox, though, wouldn't I? Yeah. 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 Well, until, until xCloud comes out, obviously. Was Blink some Microsoft IP? I can't remember. Yeah. He, it, he was, was, it was he? published by Microsoft. And it, had yeah, that. It. It, might, it might come to Switch. It'd be a nice fit on the Switch, I reckon. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got very excited about the fact that uh, Blink's got uh, backwards compatible with Xbox. There was, when I had, when, when, there was a sequel as well. Oh, yeah. When oh, I had yeah. an Xbox. And, uh, yeah, man, that has not aged well. Didn't play as well as I remember, but of course oh, it didn't. Of course it didn't. <laughs> but I got excited about it nonetheless. There we go. Planoa remake, eh? You heard it here last, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we got there in the end. Yay! Um, I've also been playing Mario Kart Tour on Android, which is something. It sure is something. It's 
a free-to-play Mario Kart game. Free-to-play with a giant asterisk, isn't it? It's well, I mean, I haven't spent a penny on it yet, and I'm I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm quite the way through it. But it does come with some rather rather rough uh, microtransactions. It's one of those free-to-play games that you have to play a hell of a lot in order to acquire anything of value, um, unless, of course, you just want to pay your way through. But aside from that, and aside from the weird subscription thing they have going, where you can possibly get better random things, <laughs> assume that's what it is. It's, that's what it appears to be, anyway. It's, it's actually all right. It's good fun. Uh, the controlling is strange, so you, uh, you drive automatically, you accelerate automatically. And then you just press left or right if you want to go left or right. Or you can choose to drift with a single finger, which, I, which is the way I'm doing it, which at first was difficult and tricky. But once you actually find the rhythm of it, it's actually quite easy. And it's a lot of fun. And as a, you know, as a lifelong Mario Kart fan, I'm, uh, I'm finding a lot of uh, enjoyment out of it. There's one tour of four races where you can compete against your friends at the moment. There's a multiplayer incoming, but this is the, the one ranking thing you can do with leaderboards. And it's just been fun between me and my friends just sort of one-upping each other on it. And uh, those moments uh, like that are quite fun. And it's, it looks nice. It plays really well. There is, you know, like I said, some horrific decisions made by Nintendo. Yet another weird way of monetizing their mobile games. Um, I'd happily pay a tenner to unlock everything like I did with Super Mario Run. But they just don't give me that option. And that's a really, really strange thing. They need to stick to one sort of payment method across their games, I think. But uh, other than that, it's, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good laugh. And it's free to play. So give it a download. You might enjoy it is my recommendation. And finally, I've been playing Zelda Link's Awakening, which I forgot to talk about last week for mm-hmm. some shocking reason. <laughs> um, I've beaten it now, and it's absolutely phenomenal. It's definitely up there in one of my games of the year. It's absolutely beautiful. It runs at 60 frames per second when it wants to. When it doesn't, it's a bit annoying. Um, I'm not one of those people that cares too much about frames per second and stuff, but on Zelda, for some reason, you notice it really, really harshly, especially okay. when everything else is so smooth. But yeah, I mean, it's just superb. I mean, the dungeon design, it is exactly the same game that came out on the Game Boy Color, the DX version of Link's Awakening, because it's also got that secret color dungeon as well, which only, you can only use in on uh, the Game Boy Color. But it's, uh, yeah, it's just great. I had such a great time playing it, and I can't believe I got through it so quickly. It's just one of those games that I didn't put down for a couple of days. Okay. And thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I look forward to, hopefully, Nintendo will... Uh, take notice and uh, remake some of their more classic Zelda games. I'd love to see a series of old Zelda games in this visual style. That would be really cool. Where are we? Oh, Sean! Sean's back! It's time for... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most exhilarating, most exciting, most electrifying video game quiz in all the world! Hosting the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. Lock up your daughters, hold on to your butts and go absolutely uptown Funkatron for the smoothest cat in the entire podcast cosmos. It's the knowledge himself, Mr. Sean Davies! Hi, and welcome to the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. We're doing it again. It's cool. Oh, yeah. It's back. <laughs> I'm always um, like, yay, but I'm just, I realize the leaderboard has made me a bit sort of hesitant to be cheerful now. <laughs> am I well, losing or am I still tied with Paul? Uh, you're still tied with Paul. I think you're both on, is it five? I'm already saying a lot, though, is it? Well, you know, Paul, Paul's one of these, these dark horses. He says he's not going to get him, and then he does. And then, you know, he's actually full of Google. So. It's, <laughs> but yeah, so so this week we did this, uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago, where basically I, I read out the name of three of the major characters from a particular game or series, 
and the, your your task is to guess which game or series. I think most of these are games. I think a handful of them are series. So if you're not quite sure, just ask and I'll, I'll let you know. So are you guys ready? Uh, I guess. Uh, ready as ever be. Yay. Okay then. Question <laughs> one. Marlene, Ellie, Joel. Nice one to start you off. Okay, I'm more ready for this than I thought. Nice one to start you off. Uh, is this franchise or series? <laughs> I'll take either. It's... Even though they're exact same thing. Sorry, I meant franchise or game. Yeah. <laughs> so once again, just just for anyone listening at home, that was Marlene, Ellie, and Joel. So question two: Genji, Roadhog, and Winston. Question two, Genji, Roadhog, and Winston. Okay, a little bit tougher now. Question three, Mercedes Colomar, Glottis, and Manny Calavera. Question three, Mercedes Colomar, Glottis, and Manny Calavera. Hardest fucking game in the world. <laughs> um, yeah, I tend to agree with you. I'll be honest with you, buddy. Um, I'm stuck. I've never finished it. I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, question four. Ichabod Crane, Faith, and Bigby Wolf. Yeah. Question four. Ichabod Crane, Faith, and Bigby Wolf. Question five. Harry Mason, Alassa Gillespie, and Sybil Bennett. Game or series? Series. Mm-hmm. Question five. Harry Mason, Alassa Gillespie, and Sybil Bennett. Okay, question six. Jack Kelso, Rusty Galloway, and Cole Phelps. Question six. Jack Kelso, Rusty Galloway, and Cole Phelps. Question seven. Cara, Connor, and Marcus. <laughs> ah, damn it. <laughs> ah, so, so topical. <laughs> I wrote this like three weeks ago, okay? <laughs> Question seven, Kara, Connor, and Marcus. Is, um, this what in- is this what inspired you to, uh, to play it again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question eight, um... Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower, Mikolash, host of the Nightmare, and Father Gascoigne. Question 8. Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower, Mikolash, host of the Nightmare, and Father Gascoigne. Yeah, I think Greg's got it this week. 
But you saying that knows it's, that says to me, you know it's a game that I like. So if you know it's one of those games that I like, you should get this if you know it's one of those games. Yeah, no. I just think you're smarter. Oh, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, question nine. Uh, Skullface, Quiet, and Venom Snake. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? This is so... <sighs> <sighs> question nine. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Skullface, <laughs> Quiet, and Venom Snake. Is this franchise or game? <laughs> Please I'll say franchise. You, I'll check franchise. I'll give you both if you want. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is... Oh, man. I'm getting... I'm getting... I'm getting screwed over again. Okay, question 10. This is outrageous. <laughs> Paul Serene, Beth Wilder, and Jack Joyce. Mm. Question 10. Paul Serene, Beth Wilder, and Jack Joyce. <laughs> I don't. I do, I wouldn't know that one either, to be honest. Um, but you made the quiz. Yeah, no. Um, th- this was this was a previous Sean. This this was far more intelligent <laughs> <Previous> Sean. <laughs> okay, question oh, eleven. I know it because I watched the uh, I watched the TV. Oh, never mind. Carry on. <laughs> question eleven. Um, Claude, Dimitri, and Edelgard. Oh. So question 11, Claude, Dimitri, and Edelgard. Oh dear, coming unraveled. I know that neither of you have played that game, but it is being talked about a lot. <laughs> question 12, uh, Marquis de Lafayette, Nikola Tesla, and Sir Galahad. That's oh, great. Back to normal. Hooray. <laughs> uh, franchise or? Game. <laughs> Question 12. Marquis de Lafayette, Nikola Tesla, and Sir Galahad. Okay. Question 13. Raymond T-Bone Kenny, Dermot Lucky Quinn, and Aidan Pierce. Ah, oh, here we go. Question 13. Raymond T-Boned Kenny, Dermot Lucky Quinn, and Aidan Pierce. What did Raymond do to Kenny? Oof. <laughs> okay, uh, question 14. Kiros Seagill, Ward Zabak, and Laguna Loire. Question 14. Kiros Seagill, Ward Sabak, and Laguna Loire. Okay, last question. Question 15. Team Jump, Claire, and Thomas. Question 15. Team Jump, Claire, and Thomas. And that was the quiz. Now, in my head, that felt, at the time of writing it, very balanced upon reading it out yeah <laughs> see i tried to get outside of my comfort zone while reading these questions and unfortunately roscoe me and you both inhabit the same 
comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> so when I find a question I don't know and I go, oh yeah, that's a good question, it's probably because we neither of us know the answer. So I apologise. <laughs> Straight up sabotage. Straight up sabotage. All right. I think I did all right on that one. Oh, for fuck's sake. I just can't do this anymore. <laughs> um, I'll let it go for now. Because now we're going to talk about Final Fantasy. Which one? Which one? Seven. Specifically, uh, Remake. Uh, yeah. That one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, so this week, the official box art uh, for the Western part of the world became released. You may have seen it already. A update on the original box art. Is that right? Yeah, it's essentially it's a more detailed version of the uh, American box art of Final Fantasy um, VII, yeah, when he stood yeah. in front of the Mako reactor. Right, cool. So that is the thing that that's what is. Oh, did you not realise that? Did you not actually realise what it was? I, I had no idea. I just... I just yeah, the American... We, over over in Europe, we just got the, the Meteor. Um, uh, like the Final Fantasy VIII box, it was just like a silhouette of or the Meteor with the logo, but in America they had the... It was on the front of the Prima Guide as well. It was Cloud stood there in front of Midgar and one of the Mako reactors. Right, okay, cool. Very very sort of basic uh, at the time, but obviously this this new one is a updated version of that. Mm. That's cool. That's a nice touch. Well, the artwork poised a lot of questions from Kotaku, who, of course, made the very good point that on the front cover, there's no suggestion that this isn't going to be the full game, which, of course, it isn't going to be. We have to wait a little bit longer for the rest of Final Fantasy VII post Midgar, I believe. And it brought up a good conversation of whether or not the front cover is actually misleading uh, customers because they might believe that they're getting the complete full game. So I wanted to ask you guys if you had any thoughts on this. Mr. Sean Davies? It's a little bit misleading, but really, I find it a bit daft that you would go into buying a game without doing any research. And I know that the... The example they posed in the article that we're referring to from Kotaku says the guy walking past it in Best Buy might see it on the shelf and go, ooh, a remake of the game I loved in the 90s. I'm going to take this home. I don't believe those people exist. No, that's, that's, that's quite oxymoronic, isn't it? Because if you love that game so much from the 90s, you'd be following that, wouldn't you? You would know. You'd be following that news previews everything to know it's not going to be to, to know it's not going to be a full game well you, you might have missed a bit where they said it's going to be episodic but you you've done your home you would have done your homework a little bit surely i mean the thing is it's 30 hours you know just let them call it whatever the hell they want they'll be on the box somewhere the part where it says follow the start of this adventure and it'll be on the back yeah, of the box and you know, it's legally they have to you know point out that it's you know when whenever we did these like season past boxes you know like when we had telltale games where they would sell a retail disc on the release of episode one yeah and the whole thing wouldn't be in the box they had to put in there that it was like you know i, I think it, this this was all like drummed up to get clicks from kotaku because it, it's it's just faux outrage really come on <laughs> it's, it's like it's a box art you know somewhere on the box it will say what part of the game there is a remake of and it will say that the rest will follow it's it's a bit daft. It is a bit misleading, the fact that he doesn't say in huge, bold letters on the front, part one of probably 10,000. And, you know... If we're being realistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The rest of the game will be available, um, you know, 2031. It's it's just... <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Also, they mentioned people will be walking around GameStop. There is no way the GameStop will still exist when this game releases. <laughs> so... 
absolutely no chance. But yeah, just I, I, I'm just I, waiting I, for the game of the year edition. <laughs> it's going to be game of the year for every year until you know it finishes. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I understand where they're coming from. It's not you know emboldened and you know gold lettering. It's, and it's not saying Final Fantasy Seven disc what episode one is it? No, and I, I get it. I get it totally. But also, it's really not that worth getting you know bent out of shape about. Because I'm pretty sure if somebody picks it up and they if they get just the first part and they get 30 hours of great game, they're not going to go. Well, where's the rest? Oh, the oh, they will. You know they will. I think I think the misleading thing is it depends on what price it is when it comes out. If it's this is it. If this is what I've said before with DLC and stuff like that. If it's 50 quid on the back of the box, it says you know disc inside, further episodes to come. Fair enough. If it doesn't do that and it charges you full price, you'd be pissed off if you did the Midgar bit, and it's like, episode two, coming 2024, and pre-order now, and it's another 30 quid. That would be misleading. That would be annoying. So if they make a clear price plan, then yeah. Or like you say, they, they have a clear price, and it's the back of the box saying, you're buying this with further episodes to come, but you're paying that whole package. It depends on how they how they market that, I guess. This is the thing. Have they made it clear that you're... You are or you're not paying individually for these up for these updates. No, I mean I was going to ask you guys that. Is is that been made clear yet? What what's the price point on it? Is it you're paying fifty quid with the rest of it to follow, or are you paying twenty quid and then a subsequent? I honestly don't know. I mean I'm looking on PSN now, and it's the Final Fantasy VII remake is currently at sixty pounds. Right. Okay. But you... Does that say anything in the store <laughs> about episode one or the full game or? It's it's fifty pounds at game and. The first game in this project will be set in the eclectic city of Midgar and presents a fully standalone gaming experience. Ah, that's, that that sounds like it's fifty quid for part one. Yes. Yeah. Which is not right. It says on PSN the first entry in a multi-part saga. That's it. Yeah. So uh, it looks like they may charge you another sixty pounds for the second part of the game. Well, that okay. is bullshit. I'll wait for the uh, I'll wait for the game of the year edition when I'm in an old person's home in twenty. 99 or whatever it is but again again that has not been confirmed that's pure speculation yes here we can, are we are clearly guessing here can we can we just we've had this conversation before if if the game if if you pay and it's it's 50 pounds and it's for 30 hours of gameplay even if it is just for midgar and it's 30 hours that's still great value i'm not disputing the fact but they're not making that clear in the promotion and the retail standings of these products just yet i think we both just read from two different retailers that have just said explicitly the first part of an epic reimagining but they haven't said (laughs) your one said said first game which to me says standalone thing ross's one on the psn says first part now that to me has got telltale connotations of you spend 20 quid for walking dead and you get series two when it comes available which is it and yes you're right i mean 50 quid for 30 hours is pretty good in this economy but if you know what Final Fantasy VII is, you'd be knocked off if you had to keep paying 50 quid a pop for what could be six, seven episodes of a massive game. That's a lot of money. Uh, it, it is, but, I mean, you don't have to keep paying. But you want to see the story, don't you? This is no, it. It's, we, it's, we... it's a standalone game. This is what they're right. saying. It's, they, okay, right. This is, this is what yeah. we're debating, right, isn't it? Is it 50 quid for the whole thing? Because no, you're saying you know, 50 you, quid you, for the game. You could end up paying, like, 250 quid for the entire thing. Yeah, and that's bullshit. Is it, though? <laughs> Because it is bullshit know, for in this yes. day and age for a game. Yes, it is. It really is. <laughs> Wait, I, I mean, you're not paying for one game. You're paying for five. But that's 
why would you make Final Fantasy VII five separate games for 50 quid a pop? Because if you can get 30, worth, 30 hours worth of quality gameplay out of something and expand the story in all the right ways, then why would you not? But then name it something different, so surely. If you, basically, all you're saying is we should never have a director's cut of a movie ever. We should never have any bonus extras. No, no, on no, DVD no I'm not saying that at all. What no. I'm saying is you should pay <laughs> for one-off price and then get the, the later episodes for free. Or, uh, you know, you shouldn't be paying 250 quid for a, re- for a shinier 4K version of a game that's 20 years old. That's fucking bananas. It's, it's not, though, is it? It's a complete... <laughs> You can you can get thirty hours out of Midgar in the in the, in the original game if you want to dick around that much. Yeah, I, I recently did, and I was bored out of my fucking mind because right, I was that's... walking around doing battle over battle over battle over battle. Whereas this is thirty hours. You can you're get not, it to sixty. You're hours not going to convince me that two hundred fifty quid for Final Fantasy VII remake is a good no, no, deal. I'm, I'm not trying to convince <laughs> you. I'm, what I'm trying to say to you is that. The value proposition that they've got is to say this is a standalone game. Like we all know, it's part one though. They they've just re- released a shiny remake of that sorry a remaster that you can buy for fifteen quid yeah yeah if you want to Final Fantasy seven again on the PS4 you can go and buy that for fifteen quid but if you want the reimagining the better game the better combat then you can pay this much that's what they're saying this is what PSN says right it says a spectacular reimagining of one of the most visionary games ever Final Fantasy seven remake rebuilds and expands upon a legendary RPG for today. That tells me that they want consumers to believe that this is the full game. Like you pay sixty pounds, and then the subsequent releases will be part of that sixty pounds. But they don't make it explicitly, specifically clear, and that's what the issue currently is. There's nothing here saying, "Oh, by the way, the next part will be free. The part after that will be free. The part after that will be free." Because you know, there isn't, <laughs> the, there isn't. The consumer has no idea what's currently going on. Then you know why can't they? Why can't they just be clearer about? What's going to say? Are, are, are they going to put it on the back of the box? You well, know. I imagine the the wording is pretty specific. Like on the game website, it says a spectacular reimagining of one of the most visionary games ever. The first game in this project will be set in the eclectic city of Midgar and presents a fully standalone gaming experience. So that's, that's a game. The, I mean, the, is 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 the Wolf and Monkeys episode one an episode or a game? It's an episode, right? So they are they are saying. How come you, each, how you each... mentioned uh, Wolf and Monkeys? No reason at all. There was um, one section. <laughs> That so that's they're saying that the Final Fantasy remake that comes out in March is a game. So the next part is going to be a game also, not part of not an episode. It's a game. All right. So, so let, let, let's put it to you this way, yeah. The Infinity Stone Saga, Marvel's big collection of universe. Yes. Never heard of it. Okay. Yeah, I know you hate about. it. Okay. So I don't hate it. I'm just wondering you up. You could, for example, sit down and watch the cliff notes. You can watch the abridged version on YouTube. Yeah. Or you could sit down and you watch each version. Each film is a standalone film, enjoyable in its own right. But together, it forms a huge, you know, epic connected universe. Is that that's any not, difference? That's not, no, that is different because Final Fantasy VII is one story. Breaking it up to seven parts and serving it to you in seven different. Is it though? Expense? Yes, it is. It's okay. already one part. It's not like a. It's right. not like a Kira. It's not like Akira. Okay, Akira is an, is an example. Akira, the graphic novel, is six parts and it carries on. From the film, the film, I think, episode, ends at episode three, technically in the novel, because the novel carries the graphic novel carries on from three okay. when Akira is resurrected. Come on. come on, so come on, Akira itself, standalone film. You pay ten quid or whatever to watch that film. That's a separate thing. If you want to read the the other version of it, the full version, yeah, you buy the graphic novel. So that's a different thing. But Final Fantasy VII, this is a remake, but it's the same story. 
So how can they get away with charging you 50 quid for seven different games when it's going to be the same story we've already seen? I know it's going to be slightly different, and they've brought in the spooky fart ghost when he touches Ares and all that kind of stuff, but it's the same story. It's not a continuation of the story. It's not going to be, uh, you know, when when the life force saves everyone from Meteor. It's not carrying on from that into the Advent Children, the game, the film. It's the same story, but they've made it bigger and more fleshed out. So yes. how is that going to be? <laughs> if they fleshed it out, how can they justify charging you that much more money for it when they decided to remake? Ten years ago, when we saw the tech demo for PS3 and everyone went, yeah, we want a remake. No one went, yeah, we want a remake and we'll pay you this much for seven episodes. Why in the last 10, 12 years or so have they decided to go, yeah, cool, let's make it seven parts and charge everyone 50 quid for it? Uh, because Final Fantasy 8, 7 and 8 and 6, they've all aged like shit. Oh, yeah, two. So, so they that. need to make bring it back, you know, all these fucking games, they 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 need. Hey kids, you remember how badly those gauge those games from twenty years ago have aged? Do you want to fork out two hundred fifty quid for a better looking version of it? But that's not what they're doing, are they? Oh my well, god! We don't know that yet, do we? <laughs> We're just going around in circles now. Okay, read any any of the previews, please do, and you'll you'll see the the game is. Don't want it. I'm oh. gonna boycott the game. <laughs> it's it's almost indistinguishable from the the original. The only thing that that is exactly the same are the character names. What they've done. Oh, no, they changed the Aerith to Aerith, so. Uh, yeah i'm happy that i'm getting to pay 50 pounds to get 30 hours worth of midgar they sound like all of the previews have been excellent and i'm really excited to get my hands on this first part if it's total crap i don't have to pay anymore perfect but you you just compliment your own point there (laughs) perfect yes no no as in as in it's perfect because i don't have to pay anymore it's not like i bought into a season pass it's not like I paid fifty pounds and I'm expecting more and more and more to come out when you know you know how DLC is. Normally, it's just a reshelling of everything you've been given before. They have to really try to keep you spending fifty pound every new section of the story. So I'm excited. They can't just rest on the laurels to do this. They've got to really push it. So is the box art misleading? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll good. Just say that. All just, right, cool. Just... <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm glad we got there in the end. Um, Greg, what are your thoughts on the box art? It looks like a shinier version of the North American version. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, right then. Let's move on. Let's move on to The Last of Us. Part 2 had its big reveal this week. We now have launch date. February 21st, 2020, which is only a week or so before the Final Fantasy VII remake. Part 1, Episode 1, Section 1. I don't know what it's going to be called. We shall find out. But this week, there was a little bit of a kerfuffle in the Naughty Dog camp when they announced that Factions, the Last of Us 2 multiplayer section, will not be part of the game. Now, personally, I did not know that Factions was so popular. No. I had absolutely no yeah. idea that it had such a following. But it turns out that when gamers expect something to be there and it not be there, turns out they get quite mad at people. Sure. What a shocking thing. Uh, good old entitlement. It's a wonderful thing. And so they've all been kicking off, but Naughty Dog did respond by saying Factions is coming just in a standalone release. So I guess, Mr. Grekit, do you think Naughty Dog are doing the right thing? Do you think multiplayer is a massive important part of The Last of Us Part 2? No, I don't think it is. I'd never touched Factions. I really couldn't have given two shits about it. I thought Last of Us was a brilliant single-player story and didn't need a multiplayer. I don't understand why games do that half the time, decide to tack on multiplayers. Dead Space had one, fuck knows why. I thought it was just included for the sake of inclusion. 
I didn't dislike it because of that reason. I just thought I just didn't need to play it. It it offered me no gain to the story. Just wasn't interested in it. I think the only one that has done that is Mass Effect Three because it helped with overall score thing towards the final battle. But no, I, I I at the time I dismissed it as multiplayer multiplayer inclusion for the sake of it. So when they announced there wasn't going to be one for part two, I just went. All right, cool. I totally get their reasoning behind it. You know, they want to focus on the single player, which is the, the core bit of Last of Us. You know, you ask anyone if they've played Last of Us, and no one goes, yeah, mate, multiplayer, banging, you know. It's the opposite of Call of Duty. People play Call of Duty for the multiplayer, and sometimes there's a story in it, whereas Last of Us is a story-driven narrative, and a multiplayer was a bit like, all right, cool. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience, but I never played it. I wasn't interested. So for them to turn around now and say, we're going to release factions as a separate thing that to me is an option if i want to try it fine but it's not going to take away from my experience of playing the second game story and the fact that they're focusing more on that is a is a good thing uh yeah i agree it's coming out on two discs as well i mean that should give yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be impressive no other games done yeah. that on blu-ray yet have they Didn't oh, red dead well do... red dead had the install part didn't it mm. i mean is that, unless that's what they're going for with this yeah final fantasy 7 remake is also on two discs it's gonna be on eight discs by the time it comes out. <laughs> Final Fantasy seven discs. There we go. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, Sean, did did you ever play Factions? I did very briefly. It had a couple of trophies attached to it, so um, that was one of the only bits that I played of The Last of Us. <laughs> oh, yeah, <true. laughs> yeah, you can't please. Who games, are you? And what have you done with real Sean? <laughs> it's like you've turned, it's like Paul's uh, taken over you. Ah, uh, just it, it just. Fucking, like, you can't please gamers. You can't. Like, I remember when The Last of Us 2, The Last of Us multiplayer was announced, and like a huge community of people were like, oh, why are you wasting your time with multiplayer? You should be dedicating your resource to the single player. We don't need multiplayer. The multiplayer in Uncharted was, was terrible. So why are you putting it in? It was just, oh, God, just, just people moan for the sake of moaning. And I'm fed up of Twitter and Facebook and everything. They just need to shut up. Like, let the devs do the freaking work, will you? For God's sake, stop sending death threats to people who are hardworking and trying to bring entertainment, you fucking turds. <sighs> anyway. Uh, and he's back from two weeks. <laughs> there he is. Um, Jesus. Yeah, I, I, think all, I think we can all get behind that. <sighs> okay. <laughs> do you think their idea of bringing factions out alone down the line what do you think that's going to be is it going to be a free-to-play thing do you think are they going to pull a square enix and charge you another 60 pound for factions i don't think factions was ever good enough to be a standalone thing on its own i know people had it like liked it but i don't think people are going to be going out and going hey a multiplayer only mode that's some of the last of us mechanics belted onto a third person shooter this this sounds like a 60 pound game what would what would absolutely destroy me though is if they released it. Do you remember Fortnite was meant to be an actual single player? Well, it had a story and then people took on the multiplayer and that's where we are now. Could you imagine if Last of Us 2 came out and then Factions came out down the line, everyone took Factions and it blew up to become the next Fortnite and Last of Us story content just got dismissed? That would be some sort of hellish nightmare, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Seeing, can't seeing, see something. seeing people dabbing in Factions and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really get... Like, being teabagged and stuff it's just yeah <laughs> oh god i mean the last of us have always missed a trick by not being a battle royale game let's be honest <laughs> oh that's that yeah they call it call it the last of us but um hey. the last of the last of all 32 of us i hope you were doing jazz hands when you said that oh totally i was probably kelly it right up brilliant yeah it's gonna be interesting what this factions uh standalone thing is i 
never played factions myself. I th- may have done sort of once I beat the campaign, but yeah, it was all about the story for The Last of Us, and this one for me personally will always be about the story. And I think I, I had like one go on it and just went meh. Well, it's coming with uh, The Last of Us Remastered on PS Plus next week, so maybe we could all jump in and see what the fuss is about. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Yeah, Let's add so. it to the list after yeah. after Division Two and. Um, Dead by Ghost Daylight. Recon and Dead Bad and um, World War Z. We'll get around to it, chaps. I'm sure we will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why don't we play games together anymore? <laughs> maybe it's the low-level hatred we all have for each other. <laughs> yeah. <maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> I just think because we're all lazy. I think that's what it is. Probably. Do you want to go on Bliss tonight? Nah. All right. Just asking you to sit there and play a video game. Jesus. I know. It's just it's quite a big chore. Yeah, it's hard work, isn't it? It's hard work for all of us. Uh, okay, well, that's Last of Us uh, 2, which is coming out, of course, on February 21st. Don't forget, Last of Us Remastered, if for some reason you've never played it, is free on PS Plus this month from Tuesday, I believe, uh, the 1st of October. Also coming with MLB The Show 19, which I'm sure will be popular here in the UK. I'm excited. Yes, we're known for our, our massive baseball gigs. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, we have a huge uh, baseball contingency. But I do, I'm aware that the game is very good. So Love a bit of rounders, me. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, I was I was best at high school, smacking the ball and then running places. So, ah, <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Yeah, so those are available on uh, Tuesday. There's a lot coming out on Tuesday, actually. We'll go into it in a little bit. Right, before the quiz answers, very quickly, uh, Rockstar have announced uh, it looks quite unlikely that there's going to be Red Dead Redemption 2 single-player DLC. Greg, as the person who's completed Red Dead 2, would you like to see more DLC? Are you shocked or upset about this, or are you not surprised because they're just focusing all their attention on Red Dead Online? Yeah, it's GTA 5 over again, isn't it? I didn't really... I don't really plug a lot of webcomics. I don't really read that much anymore, but... Uh, Control Alt Delete did a brilliant one where it's like Rockstar Head going like, yeah, we we'd like to make more GTA Five story, but we're just so bogged down with with other projects at the moment. And what you see is a dump load, like a dump truck load of cash coming in for like <laughs> GTA Online. Just don't. He's like, yeah, we're we're gonna work on it. I promise. And he's just getting covered in cash. Uh, it's just the same thing with this, isn't it? Like where they would do DLC. I don't know where the story could really go. There was no one interesting enough that made me think I wish you could have a spin-off from that. Right. So I don't know what they would do in terms of story. There's there's talks of them doing like a Undead Nightmare-esque alien thing. Did that ever get confirmed? Uh, well, a zombie was discovered in Red Dead 2 or Red Dead Online recently. Okay. And that may just be a nice little callback to Undead Nightmare. Or yeah, so there's got to be... That, that's zombies more, are coming they to can't really, They can't really do zombies again. That would just be... Zombies are too old hat now, aren't they? Yeah, true. Like, Undead Nightmare was a bit of a... A game changer, but then everyone did the same kind of thing. Yeah, zombies, so... are, uh, zombies are dead now. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, I, if they could do something extraterrestrial, because there is that UFO Easter egg and stuff like that. So, hmm. I mean, that that's more of an add-on than story. I don't know. I don't know what they could do with story. I, to be fair, I don't remember a lot of the finer points of the story. I know the overall what happened, but I couldn't tell you of any specific characters that I think. Yeah, let's let's continue their story, or let's see from their point of view. Unless you play as Micah, who's a shit, and sells you out. Unless you play as the Pinkertons, but then what would you be doing? You'd just be following Dutch around every time they've moved. I don't know. Okay, so they've probably made the right choice then. I mean, it, if they planned it out properly when they wrote the story, fine. I mean, not do like they do with Deus Ex, where they tell you, oh yeah, by the way, there's some story DLC coming for Extra Fiverr a week after the game's released. Mm. But if they'd planned it out, they could have included it in the story to make you go, Ooh, you know, I'd like to see what happened with that person. And then a year later, go, oh, yeah, remember that bit in the game where it was left ambiguous? You know. Yeah. I don't know enough. 
I didn't get invested in the story enough to think, let's carry on with this. Okay, cool. Nice, cool. That seems uh, the right thing to do. And Rockstar are adding clearly all of their attention to Red Dead Online and GTA Always, Online. Yeah. Always and forever. Um, <laughs> I tell you, someone that did get a multiplayer recently was Stardew Valley. Come on. Available now, yeah. finally, on PS4. So, Sean, we can run a farm together. Let's add it to the list behind. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that might actually be a game that, because like, there's no real like challenge, is there? The thing no. with multiplayer games is that 90% of them are all threatening. And at the minute, I am in the mood to play a game where I choose between two options, and that happens on screen. And that's Stardew Valley's kind of thematic feel to it. So let's do it. Let's make a farm. Oh, Finger yeah. guns farm. Oh, Finger God. farm. That <laughs> just sounds like a oh. posh buffet. <laughs> Are you getting anything with the finger farm, dear? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Uh, grim. Sweet. Very excited. I, should, I did say what's coming out on PSN. What's coming out on Xbox Live? It's Friday the 13th and Ninja Gaiden 3, which is headlining games with gold. And they've also got Bolt and the massively underrated Tembo the Badass Elephant, nice. which is... I had that game for a review, and I, I loved it. You know, back on... Uh, I don't think it was even Finger Guns. I think it was whatever was before that. I can't remember now. Possibly. I don't know. But yeah, Tembo's a great game, so have fun being a badass elephant in that one. Uh, right then, let's go to the quiz answers with Mr. Sean Davies. Okay then. Um, are you guys ready? Feeling confident? Yeah, yeah. Bad, I've, said that before. I've said that before and been bitten by my own words. Okay, question one was Marlene, Ellie, and Joel. Roscoe, tell me the uh, answer. That is the last of us. That is the correct answer. Naughty Dog's very successful battle royale game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question of many two. of us. <laughs> <laughs> the last of the 36. <laughs> question two, uh, Genji, Roadhog, and Winston. Greg? Overwatch. That is correct. Yes. Uh, question three, Mercedes Colomar, Glottis, and Manny Calavera. Roscoe? Oh, God. Uh, was it Grim Fandango? It was Grim Fandango. Oh, go for that. Uh, question four, Ichabod Crane, Faith, and Bigby Wolf. Uh, Greg, what have you got for this? The Wolf Among Us. That is correct. That Ross <laughs> also threw, <laughs> threw a comment to. <laughs> If you didn't have it by then, you would have had it. Question five. Harry Mason, Alaska Gillespie, and Sybil Bennett. Roscoe? I don't know this one. You fucking Greg? kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm not. It's Silent Hill. Oh, fuck off. I never played Silent Hill. What? No. Okay. Um, My first PlayStation was a PS4. I keep... A PS3. I keep saying that. All right. Never played okay. Silent Hill. Leave me alone. God. Wasn't wasn't Silent Hill for the room on GameCube? It was on PS2. Oh, it might have been um, put on the GameCube. No, 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 no. Sorry, it was on PS2 to start with. I think they ported it to the Wii. Ah, Wii. Okay. Cool. I don't think there was a Silent Hill on the GameCube. There was oh, Shattered that's... Memories on the Wii, which was the reimagining of Silent Hill. Ah, okay. Right. Question six: Jack Kelso, Rusty Galloway, and Cole Phelps. Any noir. Correct. And Rusty's uh, real name is Spinmar. Have you checked out the uh, the VR yet on Eleanor? No, it's twenty five quid. Is what? it? Jesus. Yeah. Is it not an update if you've got the game? No, it's twenty five quid. It's a standalone oh, VR God. missions, and I was like, I was the, the, they announced it, and I was like, yes, I'm on my way, and as well, the price was like, nope. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm gonna turn back around now. 
Okay, uh, question seven. Cara, Connor, and Marcus. Greg? Why don't you tell us, as you've been playing it all week. It's a Detroit Become Human. (laughs) (laughs) See, I wrote this three weeks ago, and, and, like, I hadn't played it then, so... Yeah, okay. Uh, question eight, Lady Maria of the Astral Clockwork, Mikolash, host of the Nightmare, and Father Gascoigne. Roscoe? I don't know this. Greg? Bloodborne. It is Bloodborne. Specifically, made it, Lady Maria is part of the DLC. Okay, question nine. <laughs> question nine, Skullface, Quiet, and Venom Snake. Roscoe? Metal Gear Solid. That is correct. Which one? Oh, Greg, don't, don't, uh, don't you even... don't need to show off, mate. It's fine. We all know uh, it's fine. I need to, but I want to. <laughs> right. Okay, then show off by answering me this question ten. Paul Quantum Serene, break. Beth, oh, Beth Wilder, and Jack Joyce was Quantum Break. Yes. Uh, question eleven. Claude, Dimitri, and Edelgard. Roscoe. The order. Eighteen eighty-six. You've got the wrong number there. This one's number eleven. Claude, Dimitri, and Edelgard. Wait, what? Wait, the order what? What number? The order 1886. So we're on on question 11. You've missed one, I think. It's the one that we both haven't played. Oh, I haven't got that one. Sorry. No, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it was Fire Emblem and Three Houses. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Question 12, Marquis de Lafayette, Nikola Tesla and Sir Galahad. That was the order 1886, like Gresco just said. Very kind of you. You could have given me the wrong answer on that one completely. No, no. Um, question 13 Raymond T-Bone Kenny T-Bone Kenny (laughs) 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 Um, Dermot Lucky Quinn and Aidan Pierce Roscoe tell us that one mate Watch Dogs that is correct question 14 Kiros Seagill Ward Zabak and Lagona Noir oh Holy <laughs> guinea pig strikes again. <laughs> well, we've, we've, we've had it. We've had a new guinea pig. Well, it's called a skinny pig because it's completely bald. She's a werewolf skinny pig, and she has fur on just her hands. Uh, sorry, her feet, I guess. Feet and her nose. <laughs> um, and she's got no no fur anywhere else. <laughs> it's just oh. like one of those one of those blind like tunnel salamanders. Then yeah, it's it's crazy. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, question 14. Kiros Seagill, Wards are back, and Laguna Loire. Greg? Final Fantasy VIII. That is correct. And question 15. Team Jump, Claire, and Thomas. Roscoe? Thomas was alone. Thomas yeah, was alone. Boy. Okay. Tot up your answers. Um, please do so at home and let us know how you get on. Let us know if you can beat. Let's start with Roscoe. <sighs> because this was so biased towards Greg, I got 12. That is a very respectable score. Thank you. Reading through these questions, you know, three weeks ago, Sean was really not on your side. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you might have been correct about that being biased. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, can you beat 13? I can. I got one away from a full house. Which one did I you got get 14. wrong? I got the Fire Emblem one wrong. Of course, yeah. Um, wow, 14. That's, that's yeah. great. Well, please, if you did play along at home, please do let us know how you got on and see if you can get a full house and beat Greg. But that takes you up to six wins. That means you are now one ahead of Paul and you are five ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was great. Thanks, guys. I'll do a quick uh, shout out to Sarah Shreve, who binged 15 episodes of the Finger Guns podcast in, I think, two days. Her bingo table was brilliant. I don't think there's many on them tonight, though. Because Paul's not here. No, you didn't I mention. Have, that. I haven't. I haven't you, mentioned you haven't either mentioned of those that, series yet. That that Capcom zombie game. What's it called? I'm not telling you. You should know uh, by now. 
Yeah, it I came out at the same time as Silent Hill. Uh, but yeah, nice one, Sarah. Thank you very much for your dedication. That's insane. It's very, oh. very kind of you. Uh, right, out this week. It's not a, bad, uh, not a bad week, this one. We have Destiny 2's DLC Shadowkeep coming out on Tuesday on PC, PS4, and Xbox One, alongside Sniper Elite 3 Ultimate Edition coming to Switch, which is very Why? exciting. Why? I mean, uh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> because it will run beautifully. Leave it alone. Rebellion rule. Also, 80 Days is coming to Switch on October the 1st, alongside the PS4 exclusive Ready Set Heroes, which I'm quite looking forward to, actually. That does look like a lot of fun. What else have we got? Uh, Neo Cab is coming out on October 3rd on PC and Switch, where you play a cab driver and you have to talk through a lot of customers or their stories and stuff, and it looks really, really interesting. The demo is available now. I'm going to jump into it tonight once I've edited this podcast. October 4th is Ghost Recon Breakpoint! which I believe our very own Paul is going to pick up. So we shall see what he thinks of that. And Ghostbusters, the video game remastered, is coming out on October 4th for PC and Xbox One. Now, tell me about this game, because people are going crazy about this remaster. Should they be? Absolutely. Okay. It is the best 7 out of 10 game you will ever play. (laughs) Oh, good. Good. That's what I look for in my games. All original voices... A great story. It's it's a cracking game. It just goes on. It just it's got a lot of filler, but the filler's pretty good. So, yeah, I cannot wait. Awesome. Those are your biggins that are coming out uh, this week. Candleman is coming to Switch on October third, which is a game I I think I've read about. It looks really interesting. I, I um, reviewed it. Yeah, it's it's fun. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, cool. Nice nice point to click adventure. Is is ukulele out this week? Uh, that's next week. Ah, cool. Okay. Our review lands on launch day. Nice. So looking forward to uh, to that. We've been playing a bit of that this week. Obviously can't talk about it yet, but uh, stay tuned and we'll talk about it hopefully very, very soon. And uh, yeah, following that as well, John Wick Hex is out on the same day on October 8th. Oh, damn. Looking forward to that. Bit of Bithel goodness. It's been a while, isn't it? Since volume. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been able to give him my money because <laughs> like, you know, Subservice, Circular, um, they've all been on Switch. Yeah, um, that's true. He really hasn't blessed the PS4 with much of his greatness for a long time, and now I get to hand him more of my money. It's only on PC, though, isn't it? No! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's on the Epic Game Store. I managed to uh, snag it during that that week where the Epic Game Store was doing that absolutely absurd sale. Oh, yeah, the Epic Epic sale. Yeah, Yeah, when they knock you £15 off every game. Uh, which was utterly absurd. But yeah, I managed to get John Wick X for like £4. Pounds. So, I don't even know if it'll run on my PC. Who knows? But we're going <laughs> to give it a go. Um, okay, that's it from this week's episode of the Thinking Guns podcast. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. As ever, you can follow us on all the usual places on uh, Twitter at FNGRGNS. All of our individual handles are down in the description below. You can follow us on Instagram, finger underscore GNS. You can follow us on Facebook, Finger Guns UK. We're all over the place. If you really, really like us, you can you can check us out on Patreon. For $1 a month, you can subscribe and keep this podcast afloat. That would be lovely. So until next time, once again, thank you very much indeed for listening. I've been your host, Roscoe, and I've been joined by Mr. Greg Hicks. Goodbye. And Mr. Sean Davies. Toodles. Thank you very much indeed for listening, everyone. Until next time, this has been the Finger Guns Podcast. Oh.